Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, what's up, all you uh, nerds and dweebies? Hopefully by the time you hear this, the world's still there. This is Weird Vibes in the Time of Coronavirus. Hey, what's up, guys? So, we haven't been missing for six, seven months, maybe, because of a global pandemic. Um, oh my god, it has been that it's long. It's been a long time. Um it actually is not the the plague just life i think got in the way and i think this is a really good time to come back first of all don't worry we are going to definitely wrap up where we left off but yeah consider it halloween dummies yeah we're we're going back to fucking october everybody's favorite time of year anyway i've been trapped in the global pandemic of my own mental health yes yes few months. Everybody's favorite plague. Yeah. Just bad. Oh man, we're all do- we're all doomed. We're not doomed. We're not doomed at all. Um, we're gonna do we're gonna do fine, and we're gonna be fine. And yeah. that was another reason that we wanted to come back and check on all of our. What do you call everybody? Is it, are they weird virus or is this yeah, your litter box? Oh yeah. Oh no, the cat guts litter box is something totally different. Oh, That's yeah. something I really want to call people who like my art. Oh, yeah. But I also sort of want to give up the cat guts moniker and just go by my own name. Cause like how Mike Jones, the rapper, his yeah. grandma always told him like, "You use that name." You use that name. In "Oh Grandma," like one of the last songs on the first Mike oh, Jones album. Grandma, you sing me this one. Sometime. I miss you and wish I could kiss you and hug you, girl. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mike Jones is slept on even now. Yeah. I was listening to Mike Jones this morning in the shower. Were you really? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, it's solid. And you'll always remember his name because of what his grandma told him. Yeah. Honestly, I really support that. I think your art um, going under your name, it's already like a smooth transition because you're still like local enough where you know a lot of your following. And I also feel like your online presence is enough you and your art that people associate it with you and associate it with sam anyway yeah so i don't think it'll be a hard transition but i don't think enough people understand how like gentle we are and how gentle the name is yeah compared to like what the reaction is when people hear it definitely definitely i just miss going outside and showing my art to people and seeing other people's art really honestly okay i i i didn't want to like get I hope this isn't, like, dark, because I don't want it to be dark, but, like, let's let's talk about this. What are the three things you miss the most? The three things that I miss the most. Um, I think first and foremost, and this is weird, but I've heard other people say this, because, like, I'm kind of, like, introverted anyway. Mm-hmm. I really miss the option of staying home and not seeing anybody. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm almost, I mean, not to say that I'm enjoying this because obviously there's a global pandemic going on but they're in this weird perverse way i'm like weirdly living this kind of like fantasy yeah like you know that episode of twilight zone where all the guy wants is time to read and then the world ends and he finally has time to read and he breaks his glasses oh my god no like i i feel like that except like my glasses breaking are just it's just like this crippling anxiety about the world around me yeah and like i finally have time to do all this fun stuff like this is technically what i've always threatened i wanted yeah and yeah i'm having a great time like reading and watching movies and playing games and doing all this stuff but I also, like, as much as I don't like the world around me, I 
I want to experience the world from a distance again. Okay, you want the option for it to be from a distance and yeah. not that, like, everybody's experiencing it from a distance or actually much closer to you because they're the same proximity to you as anybody else is. Other than me, everybody else in the world is the same distance to you yeah. right now. Oh, man, I hadn't thought about that until I said it. Oh, yeah. Okay, that was number one. That's one. Number two, tacos. Tacos? Tacos. You can make tacos tonight, though. Doesn't matter. It's not the same. Right. Tacos you pay for are always the best tacos. <laughs> we can get takeout. I know that's like, are you? how are you feeling about takeout? Oh, I, I like takeout. I, and we've talked about it a little more. I mean, I don't know what all of your opinions on it are. Like, I think what we've been doing, at least tried to have been doing, is like not going to necessarily like chain places mm-hmm. because they're like maybe – Maybe we're wrong, but, like, the stakes seem lower, but also trying to hit up, like, local places that, like, actually need to keep their leases going as an independent place. Absolutely. And, yeah. like, there's there's a lot more on the line, I think, for those types of places. So yeah. the places that are willing to be open and, like, willing to be open safely, and, like, I think that's showing a lot of faith in their community. For sure. So to, like, return that, I think, is good. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. It's been, I mean, that's the thing is, like, I think we've always balanced that, like, you know, there is a little bit of trepidation because you know, bringing in your groceries into your house and putting things away and having them either be, you know, put away or sanitized or, like, not touched for, like, a long enough time that you feel safe handling them is very different than exposing yourself to the chain of contact of everybody who, like, prepared that, packaged it, Mm -hmm. um, shipped those groceries to begin with to that restaurant. And, like, that's not to say that everybody isn't being just as careful because, like, the reason that we are still eating out is because we do have that faith in our community. And, like, I honestly, like, it's not, like, a willingness to go down with Sacramento. It's the fact that, like, at that point, if I'm so worried about that that I'm not willing to, like, literally leave my house or support the community that is being just as careful and is just as scared as I am, then at that point, like what am I even doing? Exactly. I don't know. I don't know if that's like too much. No, no, no. I think, and I think there are safe ways to do that. And I Mm -hmm. think that especially like places like locally, like urban roots, like, um, limelight. Trace Hermanas. Trace Hermanas. Yeah. Yeah, There, there are places that are doing it really well and doing it really responsibly. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Definitely. What's your third one? So my third one, um, I'm going back and forth between two. And I think, real. I don't want this to be my third one, but also I really miss biting my nails. This has been fucking torture. Wait, have you been actually really, like, have you not done that since this? Okay. Because <laughs> that's, because, imp- I, I, what? I set up little, like, romantic biting my nails times for myself after I've, like, washed my hands thoroughly and, like, Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. It's not weird. I mean, I understand it's already like a nervous habit. Okay, but my real number 3. Yeah. Like you <laughs> you know me very well, so you know that like just wandering around weird places, like I like getting lost in bookstores and record stores and losing myself in a book at the coffee shop we go to and just just like kind of losing myself in places even when I'm by myself is something I've really been missing I think okay no what about you my top three um okay so 
uh, not to be, like, overly vulnerable, but there's been a few scenarios that I've, like, brought up to friends that I've talked about that are not necessarily, like, my top three. I think they are the essence of what one of mine is. Like, I've brought up things like um, being in a crowded line, like, waiting to get into a venue. Um, <laughs> I might cry. Okay. We're all friends here. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one was like the silly one. I was talking to somebody about um, tucking in a stranger's tag, like leaning over to like warn oh, them. Hannah. Like leaning over. You're the sweetest <laughs> person who's ever existed. That's the essence of who you are, right there. And I love. You. Sorry, I don't mean to talk over you. I'm just <laughs> no, you're fine. Very I need effective. A second anyway. <laughs> just like the um. The thoughtlessness, I think, of leaning over to to warn somebody that you've never spoken to and, like, touching their actual skin. Not like, oh, they're, like, if you're tucking in somebody's tag, you're touching their skin. Yeah. And I think the, um, <laughs> my number one absolutely is the, like, the amount of daily intimacy that I had completely taken for granted. Yeah. With strangers. I'm talking about with strangers. Yeah, I'm like talking the about dog pile that is humanity. Yeah, I'm like, talking about like walking by somebody in a grocery store and putting your hand on their and this is sometimes honestly intrusive and like I don't I know some people fear feel different ways about this, but I think the one that really stuck out in my head was like tucking in the tag of a stranger because like I all I mean that's just always something like I always like ask people or warn them about it before but like that's something I would want somebody to do for me yeah and I don't know why I brought it up but it's just like one of those things that is one of those small intimate things that you can just do in a community that you trust and it's not that I don't trust people right now it's that we literally can't trust each other's invisible like microbes and viruses yeah. that we might be carrying and it's not that's the thing it's not that i don't trust people it's that like we we literally can't be close to each other and that i i know one of my love languages is physical contact but Definitely. i had i had no idea that it was on like a very daily basis with people just like literally anywhere in the yeah. sense of just like everybody that i'd come into contact with like yeah, like when I was doing those drop-offs, when I had the apple butter, and I'm, mm -hmm. you know, just just for everybody's listening's sake, I had I literally only handled them with bleach wipes, even though they'd already been here for like a week, and I had sanitized, and we've been isolating for over a goddamn month now. Um, Wait, was I not supposed to be licking apple butter out of each one of those? Yeah, with as soon as you came home from public space. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that you. I were mean, doing I kept that. them even. I licked the same amount out, out of, of each each of the jars. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. That's All fine. Right. As long as you were even about it. See, marriage is about compromise, mm -hmm. guys. Yeah, justice. Justice. <laughs> because it was even <laughs> for the for the people. Keep that, man. You know that I care about equality, <laughs> not equality, equity. Actually, equity. Equity is way more important. Nice. Um. Anyways. Wait. Apple two? butter. No, no, oh, no. Wait, no oh, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm no, so sorry. No, you're totally fine. I do want to talk about this. The apple butter, I did some drop-offs, and most of the time, it was honestly people weren't even home. I would just, like, leave it on their doorstep, literally with a new bleach wipe each time. There's, like, a little <laughs> pile of them still at, the, like, the foot of my passenger side. Um, but one of my friends, uh, we coordinated it, and she was home, and she stayed on her lawn, and I stayed... At one point, I was just sticking out of my moonroof, and I was just, like, talking to her, like, outside of my car. And then I got out of the car, and I stayed on one side of it. But when I went to go put the – I put, put the apple jar on her car for her to pick up after. And the 
amount of impulse I had to just go over and like just be physically closer to her as we finished that conversation was so natural and having to deny that was like very strange so number one for me absolutely is the like um daily like taken for granted intimacies that we have with people all the time that we can't have anymore and probably won't have honestly for a long time i mean i that interaction when i had to go grocery shopping the other day and i had to wear that big ass respirator like paint Mm -hmm. respirator Mm -hmm. i was wearing my sleep hat yeah that stoner metal bin yeah and i ended up making a friend because of that, and, like, we were far away from each other and both talking to our masks like this. Like, hey, buddy, nice to meet you. But, like, just having that weird little interaction of talking to a stranger was such a almost foreign feeling. Was it, like, a dopamine hit? Yeah. <laughs> and I just, it made my fucking day. Yeah. Like, to be honest with you, it yeah. was so fun. I honestly have been very, like, taken aback by how much recharge i feel when i like either facetime with somebody or i you know like have a call for work or something like the um i think we might have it obviously that's one thing i do want to definitely acknowledge we have a much simpler quarantine experience than many other people out there are having we like you know we live in a we live in a home that we are like comfortable and have enough space for both of us in we have a yard for our dog there are many things that like absolutely make this a much easier situation for us than it is for many people like dude i'm video chatting with my therapist twice a week like i'm doing fine and i'm still fucking crumbling yeah yeah i can't even imagine yeah yeah. so i don't mean to talk over you just to relate no no i i just really wanted to acknowledge that because i am aware that like our take on this is one stratified take and there are many people who are in un probably will never forget this I mean, none of us are ever going to forget this because I think this is this is like a really weird opportunity that I think everybody secretly wishes for because we all want time to do the things that we can never do because our lives are so fast paced. But that's not what's happening here. I think we all got like a very dark version. Remember Leprechaun? Oh, it's all basically the motto of it is like, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's like very on par with like how this wish kind of like panned out for everybody (laughs) you've said that a lot too of like and i I think that's good of like we've always said oh if i just had if i just had this this, time if i just had this time if i just had this time and yeah it's in the, the worst fucking possible way ever yeah but it's that thing it's that same kind of idea of being stuck in traffic and having found time and like there's nothing you can do about it and if you have the opportunity and the wherewithal and like the privilege, you can try to make it constructive or at least like listen to a podcast. Yeah, or, or at least like, yeah, pleasant, or at least or at not least, oppressive. Yeah, you know? I think if you have that's the thing is it does take a certain amount of privilege, but if you have the wherewithal to remember to not engage in the the stress for me, I think is just like the repetitive yeah. motion of traffic and the like stalling and waiting. It's a lot of waiting. I don't think people are comfortable with that. But if you have the presence of mind to get around that, you really can create that as, like, meditative found time. And I do know that, like, you're very good at that. I'm not as good at that. But I, like, all of those things come from this ability to have that space. And that space comes from, like, even if we don't have mental health that's always, like, 100%, like, platinum, like, perfect, like, in its health. We have the opportunity and space to analyze that and work on it. Just to explore it. Absolutely. To have the, 
and that's it's a privilege to, yeah, to have yeah. the privilege to explore it mm-hmm. has changed my life i absolutely agree with you anyway that's like an entirely different yeah podcast. we can definitely go there number but two number wait what was my my number two was... your number one was just physical contact yeah. just the baby you started with like tucking somebody's tag into yeah. their shirt but i think i already I think said number two what's your number two then oh okay my number two is target <laughs> what the what Target, dog. Uh, walking through Target. Um, walking through. Listen, Dude, I see- no, honestly, I told my mom this this morning. <laughs> she goes, "Well, what do you want to be doing?" I was like, "I want to go to Target without a reason." Because <laughs> I, I want to just be able to go to Target and be like, "I think I need something," and just fucking go because I oh want to. Oh my god! And like, literally, I was talking to a friend from school. I mean, like from God, elementary school. We've known each other for so long. Um, earlier today, and we were talking about some plants, and we were talking about how there's one of the nurseries that we were talking about is open for curbside pickup. Like, if you want to get plants that are, like, fruit-producing, vegetable-producing, producing, yeah, you can go oh, do okay, curbside cool. pickup at Green Acres, I believe. I know High Hand is closed, but Green Acres is doing curbside pickup for a lot of those things, but technically those places are open as essential businesses, like Home Depot and Lowe's and, like, yeah. their, like, their yeah. departments for that. But her and I were kind of just, like, sharing a lot of guilt of, like, yeah, of course we want to go look for the exact, like, tree and, like, plant that we want to get. <laughs> but that's obviously not an essential thing right now. So, like, I'm not going to do it because I'm trying so hard to be responsible for my community. So, like, another thing, I literally, Sam, I said this to you as we were drifting off to sleep the other night. I literally just woke up a little bit and I said, I miss walking through Home Goods. <laughs> Yeah, you do. No, Dana, that was last night. That was probably last night. That was last night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. After I was, like, scared of all the ghosts I was going to see, because... Sorry, quick side note. We're watching Hellier right now. We will get to that, but Hellier is... Yeah, and I know... Yeah, like, I get it. Okay, every other podcast in the world has covered it. But we watched it, too, and it's so fucking good. They've all covered it because it's so fucking good. Oh, my God. If you guys haven't been watching Hellier, you are fucking up. So before I get back to my third one, I want to say one thing about Hellier. Yeah. One of the things that I really appreciate about it is how much they, at every step, really try to reassert you and their skepticism so that you know they're not like... Uh Uh-huh. They really try to recenter themselves as like, yo, we're not fanatics. Like we are, like we're very about this shit, but this is all legitimate. There's, it's all very evidence-based. It's all happening Mm -hmm. very coincidentally. And another thing that I really appreciate about it is that when it first, first starts, all they talk about is that it, it centers around synchronicity. The whole yeah. point of the document documentary is not this specific phenomenon. It's uh-huh. synchronicity as a whole, which leaves them very geniusly, very open to explore all of the weird shit that happens in those two seasons. Yeah. And so, okay, for people who don't know, Hellier, <laughs> just really quickly, Hellier is a documentary series that it, um, airs on amazon right yes okay and um it centers around a documentary crew originally going to film a really short documentary about goblins in the appalachian mountains and like the cave systems in kentucky yeah yeah and two seasons later it's become (laughs) this massive over-the-top like docu-series about synchronicity and about every cool ass 
conspiracy <laughs> yeah. you can think of. There's cryptids. There's Satanism. There's aliens. There's goblins. There's there there's goblins. There's uh, I mean, magicians. There, yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> literally any conspiracy you could want is Lots in there, and it doesn't get anti-Semitic. Which makes me so happy. because that's, that's true. Honestly, a that's lot... That's such a big problem with <laughs> deep conspiracy theory. Listen, we know we cater to a strange, like a like literally a weird crowd. If any of the conspiracies that you start to dive into start to lean towards anti-Semitism, get the fuck out. Yeah, it's wrong and you might be a dummy. It's wrong, you are being misguided, and I promise you, you need to walk the fuck away. Because... Well, whoever's trying to convince you has a much bigger agenda than you, and you don't need any of that. Also, that means that conspiracy is inherently wrong, and you don't even need to bother with it. It's probably a conspiracy that it exists to begin with. I promise you Bigfoot does not give a shit about the Torah. Oh my god. Alright. Um, I mean, I'm sure he respects it just I fine, think he but... respects it. I don't think he is there to exclude people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think... <laughs> Based yeah. off of their... <laughs> Beliefs in it. You know what I mean? Okay, anyway. Reason three. <laughs> that I miss. What I miss, number three in quarantine, is my mom. And oh, I'm bringing that up, not because I'm trying to be a sad sack, but because I want you all to understand the importance of staying the fuck home. Uh, my mother is immunocompromised. Her health is very compromised in general, but she also has very specific health conditions that would lead her more vulnerable to have, like, a much more serious encounter with COVID-19 than mm-hmm. the rest of us would have. She's asthmatic. She has many, many health issues that I don't need to get into on air. But, like, I am quarantining but also refuse to go anywhere near her. So the closest that I have been to her is the length of my driveway because she has been at the end of it. Like, you know, she'll, like, drop something off at the door and then go back to her car and then call me from the car and then I'll come out to the door, and we'll talk to each other from really far away. <laughs> so and I'm sweet. saying that because if you know anything about me, you know how close I like codependently unhealthily close I am to my mother, and how uh, in like deeply ingrained my relationship with her is in my life in general. And that like I have not seen I've se- I saw my mom like two weeks ago, but I haven't hugged my mom um, since the beginning of March. I haven't touched my mom in in over two months and I'm making that my number three not be like obviously she is the thing that I miss most because I'm like fortunate enough to share this quarantine with like my husband and my dog and enough space for both of us to like get space when we need it. It's because I want you all to understand the importance of staying home and not touching the people you love if you don't live with them. If you don't live with them, stop touching them. You don't know where you've been. You don't know the things that you've encountered. I don't I don't care how careful you think you've been. Stay the fuck home. Yeah. <laughs> Just stay the fuck home. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like, for, I have a sort of different situation than Dana with, like, my parents. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've been respecting kind of the distance for Dana's mom, you know, just for her health, but... I have, I have a slightly different... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would say it's ...relationship different. with my parents. Um, I... They sometimes don't take it as seriously as maybe I think they should. Mm-hmm. Um, I've delivered, like, just whatever, um, toilet paper, just, just whatever, places. the shit whatever. to their house before. Yeah. 
And it just, it be, and I know a lot of people I know are going through this, but like this becoming one of those things to where me trying to make the right decision not to go inside, not to make contact with yeah. them is kind of creating some family drama, to, starting yeah. to create some problems. Like, like full transparency, like I got in a pretty big fight with my mom earlier today over just just the treatment of it and yeah. and it's it's well, hard you just disagree on that fundamentally yeah obviously yeah. And, it's, and like it, yeah it was about politics and social policy and many and so, other things and yeah, yeah a lot of other things but i mean yeah it, like it kind of bums me out in the sense of like there was definitely a part of me who just it was enjoying talking to my mom yeah even if we were like having this huge argument about like yeah. socio-political things of just just even like the normalcy of it, the normalcy, the normalcy of, of being a in a fight with your parents yeah. is like, oh, just, yeah, I'm 33 years old. Like, it's not like my parents can do anything to me, but kind of, oh, there's a, there's an intimacy almost in knowing that, like, even like your parents mad at you. Yeah, it's I think a normalcy. I'm craving in a way. Absolutely, like, I honestly we hadn't talked about this part of it before, but I couldn't agree with that more. I think there's something inherent in like us maybe regressing to those behaviors because. Definitely. Maybe those are the ways that we know to reach out to our parents for help. Yeah. Is to kind of like maybe lash out. Not that I'm saying that you lash out, but that like having those conflicts with our parents might be reminiscent to us of those times that we could kind of just like struggle loud enough for them to hear us. This is literally leading to like yeah. infancy I'm talking about and them coming to help us because we are struggling in that way. Yeah. And like, the, yeah, appropriate, just wanting that safe space to freak out maybe. Absolutely. And I think there is a little bit of normalcy in that. And I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with seeking it. I think we are just living in such unprecedented times yeah. that none of us really a really this really, really, really changed my relationship with my mom, which is like a lot better now. But I know that when we first met, I was still definitely in the throes of like developing a stronger relationship of course, with her. Of course. And um my cousin, who is a brilliant author and just very very kind human being with a lot of empathy once told me by the way the books that he's written are called cetus finalis and tj and toss he's also a killer diller hugger by the way he god he gives the best hug uh, yeah i just didn't want to like should we give his sahel rafiti sahel rafiti please look up look his up books. his books on amazon um he is an unbelievable human being and i remember one hey sahel so love you buddy we love you um he has changed my life in many ways but i remember God, this was over a decade ago, him telling me that sometimes when our parents want to communicate with us, they don't even know that they want to communicate with us. Exactly. And it'll come out as fighting because even fighting is still being able to talk to us. And remind you, he said this to me when I was like 19. I had just moved to San Francisco. Uh, I was, you know, he was like my mentor there basically because he's, you know, he still lives there now. But like this idea that... um that even when my mom was struggling with her communication, she was still desiring communication with me. Of course. I think that that's, like, another uh, big lesson that we might be learning in this, and that, like, even, honestly, people that we don't want to communicate with, like, your professor from that class the other day, like, I oh honestly God. think part of the reason that she freaked out on you guys so much is because she wanted to communicate with her class and let you know how concerned she was and she didn't know how. Yeah. And I do, I mean, obviously when people get like snarky or defensive, that's very hard to see the positive and like what they're saying. But I do think it's beautiful that like on every level, all of us are just trying to be like, hey, 
hey, I'm still here. Hey, I'm still here, and I'm still here yeah. for you. Like, it's... Just for some context, I've had a professor <laughs> that sent me no less than 12 to 14 emails per week since the quarantine began, and including, the including the week that professors weren't really supposed to be contacting us, which I totally get. Like, that's kind of a, like wonky thing and like okay we're all adults we can do that but then also all through spring break which was really (laughs) funny that was like next level shit bless her heart when the first one rolled in during spring break i i remember both of us just being like okay at this point we know she's just like she's just freaking out like there's no way but she's such a sweet old lady and (laughs) honestly i love it's a mythology class and she's giving us such amazing like books and translations like i'm reading ceremony by silco right now and you're it's, loving that it, book. that's probably in one of my that's like in my top five books ever now yeah like i she gave us a translation of gilgamesh that made it like make sense for the first time now it's probably one of my favorite myths you've been like, talking about gilgamesh so much and i honestly haven't even thought about it since my sophomore year like i it's such yeah, a good story yeah it really it's is so slept on it and really i think is. i think because like yeah there's a lot of we didn't really read a super academic translation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's maybe might be the case. Because, like, I've read academic translations and it's been kind of, like, doofy. Like, okay. Like, where I was like, okay, I get this. But, but like, reading it in a, in a translation that's more of a novel mm-hmm. lent so much more, not, like, credibility, but, like, it gives so much life to the kind of stuffy poem i already knew okay absolutely you know what like I mean? it just animates it basically. exactly exactly yeah 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 no i respect that i think that's been a really interesting it's been interesting to like watch you read that but it's also been really helpful to me because um the current like book club reading that we're doing right now is a much denser longer read and mm-hmm. it's been really inspiring to see you take on not only not only gilgamesh for school but i also know that some of the other books that you're reading right now Colony, honestly, put that one aside because I know that you've been loving that one and it's been something you're clearly very immersed in. But I know you also picked up that um, From Hell graphic novel. Oh, yeah. And that that one has been like a really dense, like, big read. It's just so. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's so Alan Moore in a way. He takes you by surprise. It almost takes your breath away with his stuffy magician's <laughs> academia. Okay, all right. Every time you read him, like, like, I'm an avid fucking reader. I read more than almost anyone I know. It took me a month <laughs> to read Watchmen. It's yeah. a comic goddamn book. That's true. Why, like, why? <laughs> But I mean, Watchmen, I will say Watchmen earns it. Have you seen, like, you bought me the book, Jer- is it Jerusalem? Yeah. yeah like, Ooh, I, that one is serious. That's the thing, like, I got it, and I don't know if I can ever read it. Like, I straight up asked for a book that's thicker than the Bible, that just some fucking nerdy British bearded magician <laughs> oh wrote God. about, I think it's one cross street in Britain over thousands of years and it's like 2500 pages yeah it's a pretty intense book i won't lie and honestly the kinds of books that are so heavy that you don't want to hold them up while you're reading them those are hard to read that's why i don't read from hell in bed it's 10 pounds yeah it's like... <laughs> it has to be it's like absolutely a daytime read because you you can't hold it up otherwise like i'm a few chapters in and like i 
<laughs> it's so dense that I keep just getting taken in by the like <laughs> that weird old like old timey prostitute said this. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like I can't even get into the story because I'm like intimidated by it. So I'm just like pointing out the things that like amuse me like a little child. Yeah, you're like <laughs> this detail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I really, really okay. So those were our three things each. Loved, loved doing that catch up with you. I do. Before we forget, okay. The last time that we did an episode, guys, was week three of Halloween. Wait, was that was that like okay? No, no, no. A transition. My okay was a transition. (laughs) No, I just want to make sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's smooth, dog. Like I said, I just want to make sure. Are you laughing at me? No, I'm laughing at somebody else. Fuck off. Okay. <laughs> so, no, the reason I asked that is because I know that you have a list. I'm not trying to segue awkwardly. I really do want to, like... <laughs> no, I really do. I really okay, do. I'm sorry. So, I'm the last time that... The reason I said okay was because <laughs> the last time we were here... Seven goddamn months ago. Was week three of the halloween uh series that we were doing yeah we had just talked a lot of shit about um three from hell exactly and (laughs) honestly thinking about it having seven months to really like chew it over really think it over Mm -hmm. really like just like suck on that i hate that movie twice as much as i did when i first saw it fuck that goddamn movie Cheese Louise Papa Cheese. Yeah, Cheese Louise Papa Cheese. But we're not here to talk about Three from three Hell. From hell. We're, not. we're here to talk about a bunch that. of other weird old niche horror movies seven months away from okay. Halloween. So let's do it. But also not just uh not just horror movies. Some of these are just Halloween episodes of shows that we like. Sam is gonna read off what we watched, and then he's going to remind me of all of those things. Because yeah. I don't know if I remember. Take it away. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. So I think that it, we would be a little bit remiss not to talk about how much Halloween affected us this year. Yes. I know we talked about it a little bit in, like, episode three. I'm sure, like, I can't remember at this point. I'm sure we talked about it in episodes one and two a little bit. Yeah. But, um, I think by the end of October, we had watched over 60 horror movies. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> we had watched, not counting the, like, the episodes and the weird stuff and the horror novels I'm always watching and the animes I'm always watching and the con- it. And the, like, Halloween TV that was just on, on just special. Just on. Yeah. Um, it got to be a little much for us. Like, I feel I, like I, I'm not out of pocket saying that. No, right? I feel like we did start to fight the last week in October because I sometimes get a little bit defensive about... I'm very protective of my heart and mm-hmm. my mental space because, like, I'm a very, very, like, empathic, sensitive person and it gets very overwhelming for me very quickly. So I definitely got, I remember one thing was that, like, I definitely got pretty defensive the last week because... As did I. It was relentless. And it was... Listen, I love Halloween, but the spirit of Halloween is not all 
morbidity and like gruesome and terrible there are a lot of other things that you should be highlighting in that season and i think that focusing just on horror movies definitely made it easy for that to like get dark pretty quickly (laughs) yeah i think i think both of us kind of had mentioned around the 20th to 30th (laughs) of like it's just like how long can you hear the sound of screams before it starts to like negatively affect you in a real way. Yeah, yeah. And, like there not was... to not to say like I I mean like if if you know me, if you know Dan, like I mean like horror movies are like a huge part of my life. It's a huge part of our relationship. It's a huge part of who we are, you yeah. know, but again, like I think especially as people who love it so much to maybe take that step that I don't see necessarily, like, a ton of people taking and saying, like, hey, like, this also takes a a toll on you emotionally, spiritually, like, psychically. And, like, it's okay to stop when you need to. Sometimes it's okay to chill. I think the number one lesson that I took away from, like, October 2019 is, like, sometimes it's okay to fucking chill. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, you want to get into these? I do. That's the thing is that, like... Listen, we also made an effort in week four. You will see that there are just like, there's like a, there's a Halloween episode of Bob's Burgers. There's other stuff that's like, yeah, inherently it's creepy. Inherently it's Halloween, but it's also a little bit more lighthearted because at this point, y'all, we were burned the fuck out and we needed a little bit of, a little bit of, of silver lining amongst the clouds, if I may. Exactly. Like I couldn't have said it better myself. So, okay, let's get into it. Read that list for me, baby. Okay, so (laughs) I actually had to look this up to be be honest with you. The first thing, all it says, all it says is season four, episode six, something wild, water in intro is fake. What the fuck does that mean? So what we're talking about (laughs) is the step by step. Day by day. Fresh start over, simple and a prayer. All right, we need because I'll literally sing the whole song. But so, um, it's that episode of Step by Step where Mark likes the like bad girl, the like punk rock girl. I think she might be Alex Mack. I'm not totally <laughs> sure. Yeah, but yeah, like where Mark, where Mark is, it's weird because. Apparently, it's his makeover and his Halloween costume. Yeah, he gets, which like, is, a prosthetic mohawk. Yeah, he gets a pretty sweet mohawk. It's, actually, it's honestly yeah. pretty solid. And, like, he has, like, a fake, like, um, like, in and out, out size, like, safety pin through his ear. Like, <laughs> I forgot all about that. All types of, like, leather daddy stuff that passed for punk rock in the 90s. Um, all right, all right, all right. I mean, I guess it is. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I love that episode. You do. I think that one is really good. I here's my thing about um Halloween episodes of TV shows. Very very Watch it. Watch, that Watch it. Listen, Sam. <laughs> Listen what? you guys. Every goddamn year, actually twice a year, Sam fucks up. And he I feel like he specifically only does it on the Hulu. Are you talking about the birth of our lord? No. Is that the other time? No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that. Listen to me. Actually, yes, I am talking about the birth of our lord. I'm talking about Christmas. Um, Sam will go, not on our Netflix, because Netflix is his account, technically, and then the Hulu oh, is I my account. I hate it when people fuck with my suggestions. Do you hate that? Do you hate that? 
Do you fucking hate that? You, because, listen, listen. <laughs> you know you listen. want promo movie. No, listen. <laughs> November is my goddamn birthday month, and we spend all October <laughs> fucking up. <laughs> I've never even thought about that. <laughs> fucking up my, like, recently watched and suggestions on my Hulu, because even though I made this motherfucker his own profile on my Hulu account, he has one. It's called Samwell. Hello. It'll be like, Chuds 1, Chuds, Chuds 2, two. <laughs> Chuds 3. <laughs> so every October, he, like, fucks my shit up because Hulu is a lot better about, like, TV episodes, I feel. Netflix now, at this point, is doing a lot more, like, original <coughs> movies and bringing back, like, more series of things, right? So Hulu, I feel like, has always been very, like, TV-centric. So a lot of the TV episodes he'll find on there watch on my account because for some reason he can't open his own even though i already made it for him it's on the it's on the welcome page sam it asks you it asks you who's watching okay it asks you who's watching i think you might have made me that to curb that Uh because now my whole page is just weird animes that honestly (laughs) makes a lot of sense that's exactly who you are so every Halloween, Sam will make us, and uh, not make us like What's I don't. What's Halloween? Know. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep going. I'm so sorry. Every Halloween will make us. Every Halloween. <laughs> And I don't, it's not that I don't love these episodes, but the whole reason I brought all of this up is that uh, the sitcom episode of Step by Step, very specifically, I don't think it was this one. I think it was another year. But there is only, there's only two episodes of a TV show that like actively scare me as an idea, like that I think of abstractly. And it's the, the Buffy episode with those like weird. No mouths. The no mouths who like have those really creepy smiles. I think they physically cut your heart out. I'm not really quite. I don't remember exactly what they do, but they were really terrifying, and this the shots were done very menacingly. Like shout out to Joss Whedon because that shit was fucking mortifying. Um, the only other episode that actively scares me is another step by step Halloween episode. What? And it's this one where it's either like a hypnosis or it's. Something that comes from a possession. Either way, it's something that the mom reads in a novel that's like, she's either like a romantic comedy or she's reading like a horror novel or something. I think I know what you're talking about. And she gets this weird impression that everyone in the house is like kind of having the same thing happen to them. And it's this like very murderous hypnosis. And her husband like walks into their bedroom like just terrifying i don't i don't know what it was it might have been honestly a lot of the times in my childhood what happens is like it's the one time i was like alone in a room because i grew up in a very yeah and very like communal households right but i was also an only child so when me and my mom moved into our own apartment and i was like watching things on my own after she fell asleep like i probably just watched this by myself but one of the most terrifying things that i ever remember is that episode of step by step so even though this one is so honestly adorable when Mark is like, he comes in with his leather jacket. Yeah. I don't even remember if he's wearing a shirt underneath it. Who I don't care. I, I think it might be a fishnet know. shirt. So oh, yeah. debatable. He might be wearing a shirt. He might not be. Is it? It's a half shirt. It's like, it's kind of like a Schrodinger shirt. You know what I mean? It's a shirt. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's not that I don't love that episode. It's that anytime I think of step-by-step Halloween, I get a little bit creeped out. So I would rather just. What's the next one? Oh no, that just makes me sorry. I like I know we're going on forever, <laughs> but that just makes me think about that episode of like 
Boy Meets World, remember, where there's, like, a slasher? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it ends up, like, it, it's yes. either Corey or Eric, but, or it's Sean. so creepy. But, yeah, like, it's so scary. And then, like, for me, the scariest episode of a show ever, there was a few others I was thinking of that I kind of forgot about, but one that, like, really sticks with me. Yeah. Is that episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark with that girl writing Help Me backwards <gasps> on the wall. Yes. That was oh, so, so scary. scary. Yeah, that's the thing. Why were all these like very scary things like from our childhood and not adulthood? Well, maybe now we can process them. I'm not sure. What's next on the list? Then? Evil Dead Two. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, the movie's so nice. They made it twice. They made it twice. Jeez. See, okay, here's the thing. I can't. I I think Evil Dead Two, other than Army of Darkness, because I'm just like a weird comedy like horror person yeah i love army of darkness i think evil dead 2 is kind of my favorite in those it's like i slept on that movie pretty much my entire high school career because brandy my friend brandy told me it's basically the same movie as evil dead when i was like a freshman in high school okay and i never watched it yeah, because you trust Brandy. And sure. it's so much fucking better <laughs> than the original Evil Dead. It's so fun. Yeah. It has that weird, it has all those weird creatures. That's true. It has that thing that reminds me of Big Trouble in Little China with yeah. the eyes and stuff. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I, especially for you, I think a big thing is creatures. You love creatures. Oh, I love creatures. And I've always been very big about the Army of Darkness. Not the Army of Darkness. The Evil Dead franchise in general that I've, I'm very... Here's the thing. You make fun of this and, like, say I'm a cheap date just because, like, it's very easy to make me laugh. But I really, honestly, horror and comedy-wise, absolutely a cheap date. I will yeah. I will agree to that and acquiesce to that. As am I. Every fucking day of the week because, like, horror, comedy, you make me even, it doesn't even really have to be anything. I will laugh at anything and I will be scared by anything. So yeah. It'll work. Well, so, well let's move on. Honestly, it, this What's is a next? natural army of darkness. <laughs> I actually already brought that one up. We love I this love movie. that one. It's one of the only horror movies I've ever successfully been able to watch with my parents. And they, like, stayed the whole time. They were entertained the whole time. Okay. Like, I I mean, like, I, I don't think I'm alone here. I think of the entire franchise has the best, um, like, catchphrases. It's obviously the funniest, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah, I love that one. <laughs> I, I, it's... it's I know, like, you and I are such big fans of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Like, it's so clearly a child of, like, a, a parent of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yes, I absolutely agree with that. Alright, let's go to the next one. Uh, Dead Alive. I mm. love Dead Alive. A little Dead different alive. than, I mean, Lord of the Rings, I guess, yeah. but... So, not, not as much now, but early in our... Not even super early mid-range in our relationship that was one of those movies where like if i like fell asleep and just woke up at like 10 or 11 you know when i fell asleep at like 9 or 8 mm-hmm. that you would just have on because that was one of that's one that you've always just loved all right i'm gonna be real honest it's i was trying to impress you and i knew how much you <laughs> liked um i know how much you liked like lord of the rings uh-huh and i knew that this was connected what so I like would always put it on to try and like be like cool boyfriend, like hey, but, like Peter Jackson directed this too. But I didn't even know that. What do you mean, Peter? I mean, listen. 